Good morning. How are we doing this beautiful Sunday morning? Amen. That's good. It's good to be here. It's good to come and worship the Lord. And we are so thankful for that. Uh, let's see. I've been thinking what's happening in the world lately. And you know, the world is deteriorating. Is going backward. But God is supreme. He knows what's happening. And he will rule this world one day that is going backward. Sin runs rampant. Daily headlines, I think you know about it, but I mentioned a few things. The news on TV is not encouraging. Media, along with overflowing prisons, bear witness to the dramatic fact that is happening in the world today. Not only in America, but in the whole world. Lawlessness, terrorism, all kinds of rulers, and the world seems to be filled and overflowing with violence. There's not one day that passes without reading of a certain violent crime or any other kind of the crimes we hear and read about. Hatred, corruption is all over. What is happening in the world? This is the world we say that we, don't, we didn't know before, but it's happening. And reading and hearing about these tragedies around us, we begin to understand the necessity of God judging this world. And we are looking as believers to meet our Lord in the air very soon. We're looking for His coming. But we're looking, we're waiting, but we will not stop spreading the gospel. Spreading the love of God, and we will not resign ourselves and leave it go this world to go to its end. No, as long as we have breath, we will continue doing what God wanted us to do. But suppose, amid all this, God told you to take the gospel to the worst of the offenders that you hate. And we're not supposed to do that. How would you respond? Jonah was given such a task. I love to speak about personalities in the Bible. About two weeks ago, I spoke about Zacchaeus, remember? Okay. We, we tend to forget, but I remind you, I spoke about Zacchaeus. Uh, yeah. Our retention is not that, that strong. 
So uh, I uh, said, well, everybody knows about Jonah. Uh, that little children, they, go, they love the story of Jonah, how the fish swallowed him and whatever. But the point of it is, I want to look a little bit different. And suppose, as I said, you were giving the task or the responsibility to uh, go and preach the gospel to these people that you don't like to talk to or address or be with. What would you do? That's our message today. And let's read Jonah chapter 1. There are not many, many chapters. Verses 1 through 3. That's it. Three verses. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amitta, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Ah. For their wickedness have come up before me. We talked about that. But Jonah rose. He rose up to flee to Tarshish, to Spain. This Spain in our modern world. From the presence of the Lord. So he went down to Joppa. And what he did he do? He found a ship which was going to Tarshish, paid the fare, went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. I will stop here. Let's ask the Lord to bless our meeting today. Our Father, we are thankful to be in your presence. We look forward to come and worship you. And thank you for preserving our lives until this moment. What a wonderful God you are. You are our God, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for giving us life to come and hear your word. Please bless it to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In studying this book, we find some steps that Jonah took and by the help of the Holy Spirit, please listen to the word. We shall look at them today. Hopefully, this will help us understand God's word and what God intends to do in our lives. Our subject is submitting to God's will. Submitting to God's will. Let me ask you a question. Are you willing to submit to God's will?
whatever the case, without knowing what he's asking you to do? Tough question. But if you are willing, you will see what God can do in your life. The very first thing Jonah Jonah did, he did his will, that God's will. Do you agree with me on that? Okay. Let's, let's together. God calling jo- Jonah to go to Nineveh. That's the call. It has more significant impact than appears at first sight. Why? For Jonah to preach to the enemy was not what he desired. You know he was living under, under uh, the reign of king um, of that king, but the king uh, treated him well because he did pray for the king, and the king made some some uh, did some victories, and it was it was good. And he was living in with the, in Israel, and uh, well, I mean, comfortably. Let's put it this way. And then the call came. Jonah, I want you to leave everything. I want you to go further east to Assyria. Nineveh was the capital of Assyria. It was a great city. Big, great city. And he says, go there and preach the gospel. He did not like it. He did not like it. Instead of going east, he went west. Opposite direction. Instead of going to Nineveh, he said, I know, I'll find me, I'll find me a way out. You know, God can find another prophet. He was a great prophet. Well respected and God shows him what a privilege, what a privilege to be chosen by God to carry the word, the gospel to a city, as we said, rampant, to a society that's completely sinful, the least we can say. He rebelled. Wouldn't you say when you don't do God's will, you, you rebel against God's will? He didn't want to do it. And without hesitation, went to the maritime, uh, maritime company and uh, bought a ticket. He went to Joppa. It was a good seaport then. Bought a ticket. And where are we going? Spain, he said, okay, let's go to Spain. And many people boarded the ship and went with him. Totally the opposite direction, what God asked him to do. It happens to so many people nowadays. When God 
ask them to do something they don't like, what happens? You answer me. What happens? They go in the opposite direction. They try to go as far as possible from what God has asked them to do. And this is how people rebel against God's will. You will always, you will always find company when you go against God's will. That confirms says, oh, well, let's go all together. Then you say, hey, I'm, 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 I'm with the right company, which is the wrong company. And he found many people going to Tarshish and boarded and tourists and business as, okay, he boarded and he went with them. People, when they run away from God, I hope there's none here, will often travel to a different place. And sometimes even morally. And find themselves in a far country. You remember what happened to the prodigal son? <clears throat> you remember he went to a far country. And he thought he found the right company. Until God brought him to his end. And brought him back. What a loving God, whatever the case, wherever you are at this moment, whether you are following God's will, that's wonderful. If you are following your will, God loves you. As we see what happened to Jonah. God loves you wherever you are, morally, spiritually, or physically. God is still searching for you he will not leave you he will not forsake you this is the verse in the bible that I like very much he will never leave you nor ever forsake you if you find yourself not in the will of God but you're following your will this morning may I ask you to stop and return to God. Return to God. Well, what happened? The, the, the ship went to sail, was sailing. And what happened? A storm. A storm. Though... Mind you, when you read all the book, it's a short book, all the book of Jonah. The Lord ordered a storm. It wasn't the season. It wasn't the time. But the Lord ordered a storm. And the storm started raging. The sea was mightily also raging. It was not a natural storm, nor it was a storm through natural changes like winter. God ordered the storm. Why? A man that 
he wants to be used for God is on board and he is rebelling against what God asked him to do. Let me say this. You might say, I am sitting here, thank God I am not in rebellion. Amen. But if you find yourself in the middle of the storm, because you wanted to do the, this and follow what you think more than following God's will. Are you in the middle of a storm in your life? Has uh, your life been shaken by a serious problem in your family? I know nothing, but have you been? Is your business being affected lately? Do you have a financial situation? Or what have you that is shaking you? Like it shook Jonah. Whatever you are going through, I want to tell you something. His love will never leave you. He will follow you even to the deepest sea to rescue you. To change you. To bring you back to the fold. Because he is a loving God. And God wants you to be going and living according to his will. That's, that's what God wants to do. Because your presence in this life and your Little ministry that you think it's, it, it amounts to nothing. Huh? He wants you to serve him in whatever you have. Though he disobeyed Jonah. You agree with me he disobeyed? When he tells you go east, you go west. Contrary to what God told you. He disobeyed. But God planned to bring him back. To bring him back. I am not going to let him get away with it. Because why? He is my child. He is mine. He is a soul. And I want to rescue. Because he or she, whatever, he and Jonah, doesn't know what he is doing. I want to rescue him. How merciless is our God. How merciful, sorry. How merciful. His love is measureless. But the song says, O love of God, how rich and pure. How measureless and strong. It shall forever more endure what? The saints and angels song. That's the love of God. Did the love of God follow him? What do you think? Well, you have your mask on. I can't hear you, but I know. What did the love? He followed him to the ship. He thought that he, 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 he does. Uh, 
I am one amongst millions. But he followed that one. He followed him to the ship. To what happened on board of the ship. Because of time. How, what happened on board of the ship. And he followed him when he told them. The captain of the ship. And all those people who are working there. Hey, throw me overboard. They never knew what happened. Except they've never seen a storm like this in their, at that time. This is not the right time for it. Maybe it was summer. And we have such, we have a storm that we, we see maybe in winter. Yes, God was there in the storm. And as I said, if you have a storm in your life, unexpected, look within, look within, and ask the Lord to do His work in your life. Did I leave? Did I leave my place? I say, hey, did God ask you to be in a place for that place and ask you to serve me there? I, this is where I want you to be. So I went, uh, he said, no, no, I have a better place of my choosing. You know, there's nothing better than the prayer every morning before you go to work, before you go work at home, to say, Lord, I choose for you to choose for me. I want you to choose for me. And whether, whatever you're choosing, whether work, whether service at church, any ministry that you have, Lord, you choose it for me. And guess what? He will. But what we have to do is accepting his will. And Jonah did not. Are you in rebellion? Let me ask. I want to be a little bit open with you. Are you in rebellion? Against God's will? If God's will says something and you hear it and you know you are in a church that loves you and cares for you, would you do it? So now, I have my own thoughts. Who bought you? Jesus Christ paid the price with his own blood for you to represent him and live for him. And we better be obedient to him. Period. The whole ship went crazy. Until he came to them, he said, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Lord is working in his heart. That rebellion, Mr. Rebel. I call him Jonah, Mr. Jonah. Oh, and what happened? He said, you want the storm to cease? Throw me overboard. You know what? They threw him overboard. 
And guess everything was gone. And God's will started working in his life. The moment he said, throw me overboard. And the Lord prepared a fish. So many people, they don't believe it. I believe it one million percent. Because what? The Bible said it. Before, before having submarines and before men invited those big, beautiful submarines, God had his own submarine for Jordan. He did. The big fish, you can name it whatever, swallowed him, did not eat him. And he was there three days and three nights. I don't know how comfortable it was. This none of my business, but I know he survived. And after three days, what happened? What happened? The fish spit him out. The Bible says vomited, vomited him where on a dry land. And I would dare say, and you can do some research about it, at the same spot, he boarded and he wanted to leave his own way to his own destination and to go against God's will. I would say he vomited him at the shores of Joppa. And when he, when he disembarked, shall we say, when he disembarked and went, went, and went to, that, to that spot, he hears the word. He hears the word of the Lord in chapter 3. The word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city. God did not change his calling to Jonah. And he didn't tell you, Jonah, I save you now. I saved you and you're living. Go, you cannot be there anymore. The prophet, you were. No. No. He started working in his heart before they threw him overboard. And three days and three nights in that submarine, in that fish, three days and three nights, he was, the Bible says, praying. He was repenting. He was praying. He came to his senses. Like the prodigal son, he came to his senses. What am I doing here? It's all because of the work of my hands. If It's all because I'm stubborn. It's all because I didn't have love to these Assyrians. I should have gone. He was, God was readying him. He was making him ready. So when he was on the Shores of Joppa. What happened? He went, he said, aye, aye, sir. The Lord, as I said before from this pulpit and Bible studies, God is looking for obedient people. Aye, aye, sir. We have been enlisted in the army of God. We, have, we don't belong to ourselves anymore. We say, yes, sir, I will do it. Are we, are we ready? 
or we're going to take take any any vehicle and go against God's will. And you know what happened. I made it easy here, but your many things happened in chapter one, from verse eight to verse seventeen. You will see what happened to the ship, what happened to the sailors there, what happened to the tourists, everyone, until, until he was thrown overboard, Jonah. Jonah, yes, sir. I want you to go to that great city. There's no vehicle to the vehicle to go there. He walked three days and three nights. I'm no more on the ship of disobedience. I am now directed by the Lord. And what a blessing to live in the obedience to God. Are we obedient, folks? Running back to God. Jonah. It's a great thing. And the Lord blessed him. Wouldn't you say with me, the Lord gave him another chance. And the Lord showed him love when he was away from God. Does it remind you of someone in the Bible like that? Peter? Peter! Look at him. Denying the Lord. This is worse than Jonah running away from the Lord. Denying the Lord. And the Lord looks at him with eyes filled with love. And you know what happened. He was seeking him. He followed him. To the shore of the lake Tiberias. And there, and there he asked him this question. Peter, do you love me? Reconciliation. If you love me, tend my sheep. He loved him because he loved him so much. And Peter became one of the greatest preachers and servants of the Lord. And he, went so, he won so many souls to the Lord. In one, in one message, in one preaching, $5,000. Another one, 5,000 souls. Another one, 3,000 souls came to the Lord because of his preaching. Was he reinstated? Of course. Why? Because God loves him. God loves you. Wherever you are today. The Lord, even if you know, and that's you, between you, and if you are in rebellion, if you are away from God, if you have taken another route that he wants you to take, I tell you one thing. Come back to the God of second chance. What happened in Nineveh? The, the result. 
First of all, he went according to his will. Secondly, he did God's will. Thirdly, what's, what do you think the result was? He preached for 40 days. He said, God sent me. I will go nonstop. When God sends you, he gives you the power to do it. When God speaks to you, as I said, say, yes, sir, whatever you want me, I'll do it. Is, it, is, is that whatever involves everything? Is there any, any, uh, but any, anything that don't ask me to do this or that? I, I'm incapable. There's no one who can tell God, you are in, I am incapable. Because when God asks you to serve or do a ministry, he gives you all the capabilities to do it. Engrave this in your heart. Because God is not a God who's asking you to do something you cannot do. And if you say it's impossible, he said, I am going to give you the possibility to do it. Also, I am the God of the impossible. Imagine, can you imagine the disciples when he told them, hey, go to the world. Preach. Teach and baptize. He knew they were going to say, wow, this is big. But he, he put an addenda to it, he says. But I am with you. That's the secret. God is with you. And he, if you know that he's asking you to do something for him. To live a better life. To leave everything, disobedience. To leave the exceptions. Put yourself there, throw yourself on him, and he will give you the ability to do it. Hello, Jonah. How are we doing? He said, hey, I am going nonstop. It's my 30th day. And after the 40th day, the whole great city, what happened to them? They got saved. They came back to, uh, to God. And then the king heard, the king of this whole city, he said, what's going on? Was touched. He took all what he had wearing the, the clothes of the king and put sackcloth on him and sat and repented. The whole city came back to can you imagine God says, Jonah, do you see what you were going to miss? But I say, say, thank God. It's the love of God that brought him back from disaster. And God can do that in your life. Whatever, whatever you're contemplated to do, please, See if it God's, it's God's will. Oh, and he was so happy to see 
thousands of people coming to know God the right way. They were heathens. Heathens. This is great when we work in harmony with the Lord. How about that? Huh? To do His will. Submit, as I said from the beginning, submitting to God's will. As one of the <coughs> saints said, Oh, we never can know what the Lord will bestow of the blessings for which we have prayed till our body and soul he does fully control and our all on the altar is laid. Shall we do that today? I'm done. Shall we lay everything on the altar, said, Lord, this is my body and soul. Whatever you say, I will do. Would you tell him that? Are you willing? And if you are sitting there and say, well, I don't have this experience. I don't know Jesus as my Savior. I would ask you today to give him your heart. To say, Lord, come into my life. Save me. Change me. I want, I want to be a man, a woman who obeys you. I don't want to disobey you anymore. I don't want to go on a ship totally, totally against your will. Say, I want to do your will. Come to him and said, Lord, save me and wash me with your blood. And guess what? As I said, he loves you. He loves you. And he will save you and change your life. Amen. The small heads for prayer. Lord, we are thankful that you brought us today to your house. And as we heard your word, may it go clearly into our hearts. And if we need to change, change us, Lord. How much we thank you for your love. How much we thank you for your grace. How much we thank you for your patience. Help us, Lord, to obey you and give you all, all our lives. Put it in your hands. Be with us today. Those who couldn't make it, please be with them and encourage them. And those who are listening, listening on the website, Lord, signed on to listen to your word. May you touch them and bless them and be with them. We pray, Lord, that you be with us this coming week and help us to live. People surrender to you, doing your will on a daily basis. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.